This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Trey is in Brooklyn, Texas. He is next on 98.7. What's up, Trey? What's up, fellas? Trey. Appreciate y'all taking the call like always, man. It's a great show. First off, Gordon, I did not call you short, Gordon. I'm... Gordon, I didn't call you short, man. Look, all I'm saying is that uh, I do not control the buttons of when calls go and people get cut off. I'll just say that right now. Wow. <laughs> I'm just saying it was not me. Don't blame wow. me. Wow. That's mm. what's up. That's mm. what's up. You see, Larry, it's all right. The fact right, that you're still thinking about it two days later, I don't want you to do to, 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 I'm fine with it. It's okay. Because I didn't get a chance mm. to talk to you, G. Uh, oh, man, G. Really? Okay, that's what's up. It's that's one of the, fir- the few times anyone in the studio has actually had my 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 back in the control room, at least. <laughs> Generally, the other way around. Unbelievable. Wow. At any rate, Gordon, America, excuse me, America, New York, Gordon is not short. He's extremely no. tall. Yes. I, I don't know what to say at this point. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Extremely tall. What's extremely tall? I think 6'4 is extremely tall. I guess, I guess, I guess. Yeah. something I'll never see, so I guess it is extremely tall. <laughs> that's, that's fine. <laughs> I would see it. Because <laughs> sometimes I feel tall, and then I see actual, like I, like when we do station events and Larry's mm-hmm. there and Han's there, you see actually yeah, no, tall see, people. They're, they're tall. That, exactly. Yes. That's what I'm, yes. See, that's, okay. like they, so have, the they have issues in life sometimes where things are just too small, too small for them. They gotta duck to get into places. Right, duck to cars. There's certain cars that they they're not gonna ride in. That's why. But gee, you know what? That's why Larry rides in what he rides in. He rides in that. You know, when you got that Maybach, you see what I'm saying? Right. You know, yeah. Larry's got never your head. Never his his head ain't that. Man, please, not 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 the six deuce Maybach. I'm talking about the one. Gee, with the ones with the curtains in the back. Mm Mm-hmm. I hear you. You know that's, that's how Larry his, that's his style. You know that's his, how Larry rolls. That's his flow. Why yeah. would I be in a car that has curtains in the back, Trey? What the <laughs> heck am I doing? Larry, man, you checking your traps, Larry? Come what on, am I man. doing? Larry, Larry, come on, man. We don't talk about that. That's why we're behind a curtain, Larry. We don't talk. You talked about it by bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this is why this is the best show on this station, man, right there. That's, this is why. Man. I love y'all oh, to death, man. The I'm injuries are mounting up, fellas. The yes, injuries are. are mounting up. Uh, I was, you know, I was I was really dismayed watching that game last night, you know, mm. because up 28, everything yeah. is rolling. The thing is looking good. But just like Alan Hahn and Wally said in the um, post game. That three is the great equalizer, man. It is. And and when and, and you don't even have to be really good. You could just gotta get them up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all you gotta just get them up. As long yeah. as you give them a chance, you know. And I felt when Brunson came back in the game, I got really deflated, man, because it's like he shouldn't. We shouldn't have saw him no more. He should have had a towel over his shoulders, icing up what he needed to ice up. McBride come in like a cheap surgeon at the end, close this up, man, and finish it. Yeah. Yep. Defensively, we're really good in gaps and spaces. We have to get consistent for a whole game. And mm-hmm. we kind of get this thing about us. And come on, Larry, gee, we've been Nick fans for – y'all been Nick fans longer than me. I've been a Nick fan for 47 years. And I'm telling you right now, we going to let you back in that game. We going to let you back in. So we got to get that mentality in the third quarter, which I thought was so lackadaisical, man. I mean, no feet sliding, a lot of reaching – and letting them get off clean shots, man. They were clean threes all, all through the third quarter. So by the fourth quarter, they were hot. 
and they were feeling it. So we got to fix that. My question to y'all is, who's it going to – now, let me ask you this. Is Grimes really still on the table for Utah, even though he's injured? I think so. I – I think so. If you want think, him, if you if if you think, want him that if you want him that bad and he's injured, what's wrong with Clarkson? Because he didn't play good the last time when Utah was in the Garden not. about two weeks. He didn't play well at all, and nope. I was I was keying in on him, Larry and G, just so I could watch his game because I knew that he was on the table possibly for a trade. But I Me didn't too. like what I saw last time. I didn't nope. like it. No, nope. he didn't play the way he normally plays. Trey, thanks for the phone call. He did not, and you know, there, there's people, Gordon, that usually take the opportunity to show what they can do. And, uh, you know, he did not take that opportunity. And the other thing, too, I'll say this, uh, Gordon and Trey, is I hear what you're saying about them being lackadaisical in the third and struggling in the fourth. But your bench is playing a lot of minutes, Gordon. Yeah, they're really banged up. I mean, they're they're so shorthanded now. You got Mm -hmm. guys, these guys are averaging 39, 40 minutes a night. Mm -hmm. Your bench is not used to playing. Those are starters' minutes. And plus, Gordon, like DiVincenzo, they're they're trying to run all over the place and get into the passing lanes and push the basketball. On the, I mean, you know, they're short. They're playing a lot of minutes, so they're gonna they're gonna get fatigued. And the fourth quarter is the, is the time when it gets you. Yeah, and look, I know Grimes. He injured the knee, and we saw that injury when it happened, and all that type of stuff. And it did look bad at the time, so it's not surprising that he's been out. But is it just possible that the Knicks are? being extra cautious because uh-huh. they don't want him to go back out there and get hurt again uh-huh. because they have ideas of him maybe going someplace else. Because there's been reports for a while, Gordon, yeah. that people are interested in him. Right. Well, look, I mean, if the Knicks are going to move a piece off the roster, you'd have to think he's he's the most likely be. person. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. People love his, his shooting ability. He's mm-hmm. got a great shot. Mm-hmm. Pretty good defensively if he's right. not guarding six eight six nine guys. <laughs> right. Because the other piece, the other pieces that the Knicks have, other teams I'm sure would like, but mm-hmm. they're not they're not moving those guys. Yeah. Those right. guys are untouchable. Yeah. No question. No question. They definitely are. Richardson, Manhattan. Hey, Richard. Hi, Larry Gordon. I don't think there's ever been a Stanley Cup champion with two equal goalies. There's always been a definitive one. And at number two, you guys can't recall any, have you? Can you? No. I'll tell you right off the bat, I can't. No, I don't think so. I I, I think I spoke to Don LeGrecker about the early, you know, in early January, the the Rangers for a short couple of days had the best record in hockey. Mm -hmm. And Quick was playing pretty well then. I remember calling and saying, asking the same thing. I said, could Quick be the equivalent, you know, to number one? He said, no, no, Shesterskin is definitely the number one. We'll see what happens. Yeah. yeah, 38 years old is not that old even for a goalie because, you know, even in the old days, in the 60s, I remembered goalies, Gump Worsley and Jacques Plante. Those guys were old. I think Bernie Perrant for the Flyers, he was old at the end. Those guys can stay forever if they have those skills. Anyway, fellas, I want to bring up this point about Mikhail Bridges. This guy has never been an all-star, has he? No, I don't think he no. has. No, Larry. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's true or not, but it, it sounds like it could be true. Right? There have been reports that the Knicks offered five number one draft choices for Mikael Bridges. I don't think it was the Knicks. No, there was it a report that, that Memphis offered Memphis four. Was the right. team. And but then there was a report that the Knicks were, were, might be interested. Right, right. But let's just say five number one picks was offered by somebody to – the Nets for uh, Mikael Bridges. 
fellas, we're always talking about the NBA, uh, the NFL, how running backs have been devalued. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine a player, Mikhail Bridges, who I would rate the equivalent in the last 20 years of a guy like David Lee, right? Maybe a little bit better. I'd say but a little anyway, bit better than David Lee. Number mm-hmm. one, five number one picks? Larry, well, can you imagine 40, 30, 40, 50 years ago, I don't even think you would have given five number one picks for Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in his heyday, you know? Well, you're right, Richard, and thanks for the phone call. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Well, look, if you offer five first-round picks, I'll tell you right now, they're not all going to be a mistake, but at some point one of those picks is going to, unless there's just heavy protections on all of them, but yeah. if that's the case, the Nets aren't going to make the deal. No. One is not going to be, all of them can't be lottery protected, otherwise no, they're not exactly. going. exactly. And if at some point, if you offer one clear pick, okay, fine, that might, it might be, you might be okay. Two, mm-hmm. every time you add another one, the odds only increase that one of them is going to come back to burn you. Absolutely. And by the way, Richard appears with Don LeGreco on the Don and Dick show. Yes, I've heard. I've heard. Yeah, they have their own theme song. They do. With like lyrics and stuff, you know. know. What other show on the on the station has lyrics? None. (laughs) DPH on Roth. Does Barton Hahn? They don't have. They they don't have lyrics. They have like movie quotes in their song. Right. Right. There we go. The great Joey Salvia. Very nice. I didn't know the Don and Dick show dated back to Joey's time here. No, I think he. uh, I think he. You know, satellite one in for the game. Oh, is that right? Oh, I didn't yes. realize. Yes. Well, because I know Joey used to, he, he when he had a few minutes, he would yes, just he come did. up with some. Oh, he did. He was yeah. fabulous. Uh, Eric Mangini. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mangini. The Mangini is still my favorite. That's the best one. Yeah. The best one. Has, has Don ever done a top five of the best Joey Salvia songs? I don't think he has. That would be interesting. Yeah. Because the Mangini. The Mangini is <laughs> number one. The Mangini is the best one. Yeah. He's here to lend a hand. Oh, it's outstanding. Mancini. Oh, it's beautiful. The youngest coach in all the land. Oh, it's the best. Mancini. Here it comes. Here comes the big one. Yeah. He doesn't talk as much as Hello. Mancini. My favorite line. He's not a genie, he's a man. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Then he had uh, one for Pedro under the mango tree. Mm-hmm. Then he had uh, he had one for John Heyman. And hey one ya, for John Heyman. For Jan- John Heyman. And one for uh, Gary Myers. Mm-hmm. He had a Gary Myers one. Uh huh. And then he had one for Don. Don is okay to love again. Yes. Oh, of course. How could I forget that yes. one? I mean, oh, he has he, he, he has some deep cuts. He did. He did. He had some he deep cuts. He Very had one where uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is an original. That's right. This is number two for me, Gordon. Yeah, this is very good, too. The, the yes. flute at the end? Oh, that's perfect. Oh, outstanding. I didn't know he even played the flute. I know, I didn't either. And you don't think LaGreca and flute, generally? No, 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 Not no, general. no, 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 no. But he, that's, that's the creativity. Mm-hmm. He had one where Mike Piazza was, I think he was, he was starting to play some games at first base. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, had a, he had a version, a takeoff of the Beatles song, Get Back. 
Oh, really? It was Piazza, get back to first base, Piazza. That was... <laughs> where, you, where, you, uh, it was where you belong. <laughs> right, right. It was... Oh, man. And he whipped it up. Uh, it seemed like he whipped it up in a commercial break. I mean, yeah. it was it was fantastic. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Fantastic. He, had, he did one, Gordon, mm-hmm. for me, and you remember Peter Swartz. Of course. Sure. Well, he did one for us. Uh-huh. Yes. Ebony and Ivory. <laughs> Yes, he did. He's a very talented young man. He's very talented. Yeah, very talented. Yes, he was. We'll come back and chat with you next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. So, Gordon, last night we didn't have a chance. We were so involved in the Knicks situation and the injuries and Jalen Brunson and everything. We only had a chance to play one of the fascinating post-game comments from Kyrie Irving Mm. as he visited the uh, Brooklyn Nets. Mm -hmm. And, of course, he will be visiting the New York Knicks tomorrow night along with Luka Doncic, and both of Mm -hmm. them have been – they've been playing very well together. Uh, Last night they combined for 71 points. Uh, Doncic had 18 rebounds and nine assists. Kyrie was 6 of 10 from three. Five assists. It's his second game back after missing the previous six, and he's he's just he's had fifty nine points in the two games on sixty one percent field goal percentage, so he's been hot, hot, hot. And you remember, the Knicks lost in Dallas, and they allowed Tim Hardaway Jr. to just light them up. Yeah, he lit them up. So, what's interesting, Gordon, is. Uh, Kyrie Irving coming to the Garden tomorrow night, and depending on what happens with the Knicks and trades, they might be even less could people be. tomorrow night. Yeah, could be, if right. If there's a trade, there could be even less people. So I don't know how many people are going to be eligible to play tomorrow night. But nevertheless, here's some of the things that uh, Kyrie Irving had to say um, at, after the game last night. Uh, let's, let's hear what he says about this was on his time from Brooklyn, on his time in Brooklyn, Gordon, from the mm-hmm. beginning – to the end when he won it out. I'm a, a New Jerusalem or New Jersey kid all the way through and through, man. Everything that I've learned uh, about myself has come from being in the city and being in Jersey. So when I got an opportunity to play for the New Jersey Nets or play for the Brooklyn Nets, I, I always make that mistake because for me it was a childhood dream. You know, I left the NBA Finals game uh, watching J. Kidd play, watching Kerry Kittles play, watching Kenny Martin play. I left that game. I was sitting up in the nosebleeds with my dad and my sister, and I went home, and that's when I decided I wanted to become an NBA player. So that's what I'm talking about in terms of the next generation watching. Um, I got to experience the, the highs and lows of being part of two Eastern Conference Finals, watching them get very close and, and um, be defeated. But what I learned is I, I don't want that to be us, and that was the, the motivation and the drive. Um, obviously, I, I fell short in terms of the championship aspirations, but – for me, I think it was bigger than a championship here. I had to really take some moral stances that uh, propelled me into a, a place in my life that I had to become accustomed to. There were some political things that were going on here as well that I couldn't control that I, I was responsible for. Um, there were some things that I did on my court that I look back on, and they were mistakes, and I have to you know, be accountable for those things. I thought that was a pretty fair assessment of his time here, Gordon. All right, th- at the end, at the end, yes. I, he kind of brought me back because he mm-hmm. actually said, "Be responsible for those things." I was, yes. I'm kind of surprised that that's the way that cut ended because mm-hmm. it was going down the road. And I thought, "Here we go again," yeah. where he's the hero of every story. Yeah, um, but 
uh, the idea that we came up short in their quest to <laughs> you didn't come close to getting to the to the NBA finals so yeah. or, or or a championship for that matter but um it is what it is uh it was a colossal flop and he is he he's right in one thing he was responsible for it yeah and it makes you wonder gordon in those quiet moments um what does he think what how will he as he gets older, you would think you mature. You would think that you look back on some of the things. You're like, is he, is he admitted there at the end that he made some mistakes? So does he – the question becomes now, does he change moving forward? Does he learn from those mistakes? We all make mistakes, Gordon. Nobody's perfect. Of course. All right, but, but you try not to make the same mistake again. You try to learn from those mistakes, and the question's going to be, can he learn from that learn to gel and play alongside Luka Doncic and lead them to where they need to go. Uh, otherwise, I mean, what, what's going to be with the rest of his career? He, he, he can't make the same money. People are going to, to uh, look at him and say, well, we know he's talented. We know he's one of the best guards in the NBA. We know that he can do this. Nothing on the floor he cannot do. The talent is unquestioned. No question. But if he's not able to play alongside teammates, where can he go? What what team's going to pay for him? What what team with the availability issues? And and listen, as he gets older, he's not going to be more available. Nope. So I mean, what does he does he learn to maximize everything he has? Does he, Gordon does he learn to appreciate his talents and what he has and what he can bring to the table? While he's still good, well, I, I don't know. Uh, I would say probably not. I don't. I don't really believe that people change. It takes okay. it takes colossal events really for people to to change. Um, and, and generally, when they do change, it's it's because they realize it's too late and they're trying to capture something in the last gas. So so maybe that will turn out to be the case. I will say this. Any organization that gives Kyrie Irving a long-term contract is asking for trouble. Yeah, you know yeah. the deal. You know the deal. You know, as I said, uh, I think it was with Rogers. You don't get to make a deal with the devil and then complain about the temperature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know the deal. Walking in the deal. Walking in the door. Anybody who gives that guy a long-term contract is needs to have their heads examined, and 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 it will almost certainly end in disaster. Yeah, you're going to have to to protect yourself. You would have to um, give him a contract with incentives. You know what I'm saying, Gordon? Right. That's, that's well, what you have I to do. I think the whole reason everything blew up in Brooklyn was because it was clear to him he wasn't going to get the long-term Supermax contract right. that he wanted. Right. That's why everything went down there. That's right. Yep. They negotiated, they negotiated, and they're like, no, <laughs> we're not doing it. Yeah, they, they would have been – that would have been like setting that money on fire at that point. Yeah. So, I mean, and I'm sure they would, I'm sure they were open to negotiating with him to get something in there. And they, they had to want to put some clauses in there, Gordon, because he wasn't, he wasn't available. Mm-hmm. And the whole, you know, COVID situation was just a nightmare. Now, it it's just not allowed to- him. Yep. You know, and that's, that's not on him totally. You know, he, he had a personal choice and his personal mm-hmm. choice was he didn't want to take the vaccine. So you get it, you understand it. 
But, you know, you're like, well, you know, your teammates did. You know, other people did. Yeah. But once it, again, it felt, that's a personal choice. It felt like with him, though, it was a way to manipulate the situation. Mm-hmm. And it was because he knew he wasn't going to get that long-term Supermax deal. It's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to trust him. Yeah, yeah, I'd say and, so. And right now, I'm sure, look, he's a super talented player. It's unbelievable talent. Yeah. And, and when you have that kind of talent, Teams, I think, will always look and think, well, you know what? For me, it will be different. It, yeah, yeah, it was a bad situation before, but for us, it will be different. He's learned his lesson. Right. He's it's going to be different lesson. this time. It's, it's the, um, what is it, the scorpion and the frog? Mm. Yeah. It's, it's just like what he said. They'll, they'll go by the last word. See what he said? He took, look, he took responsibility. Mm-hmm. He's learning. Mm-hmm. He's learning. He's, he, his eyes are open now. And you roll the dice, and once again, listen, you, if you think you can take a chance on him, then take a chance on him, but you have to put things in there to protect yourself. You have to. you got to put clauses yeah. well, in Well, look, there. I don't think any team – I don't even know what the, the, the stipulations are, if, if some team could give him a, a super max contract. But mm-hmm. whatever the max contract is, it, it's, it's dangerous. It and, is. And, and, and this is saying with him, his talent, and mm-hmm. leaving the injury situation because he's had injuries yes. throughout his career. He's missed yeah. regular season, postseason, NBA Finals games because of yeah. injuries. Yeah, it's a very it's a very dicey situation. And for me, he is not a player I think I could trust. Yeah, we'll take your phone calls next on ninety eight seven ESPN. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on ninety eight point seven ESPN. So, Larry, we're talking about Kyrie Irving's comments. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you hear the comments today from Ben Simmons? I did not. I will give you one. I did not hear all of them, but Ben Simmons apparently thinks that he should be in the starting lineup. Quote: <laughs> I think I'm much more useful starting than on the bench. I think you're much more useful just playing. Right. Is there a time where you can play? Here, here's the deal. You play, let's say, four games in a row. Mm-hmm. And talk you'll go me. directly into the start. Hell, let's play two in a row. Yeah. Come talk to me. We can do that. I can't believe it. it I want the p- level of delusion. Unbelievable. Could you imagine having to deal with that on a regular basis? Oh. And he's there next year. And uh, the year after. Uh, I think, no, I think that year he has, uh, I think that they're out after next year. But sure? I, I'm not positive. I'll take a look at it. But they hope imagine, they are. <laughs> you can, can you imagine having to, here's a guy who never plays. Never ne- plays. Uh, we talk about Kyrie Irving's availability. Kyrie Irving is an Iron Man compared to yes. Ben Simmons. That's right. And I, I don't know who's going to get moved before the trade deadline in the NBA. I can tell you, I know one guy. If I had to bet on one guy who's not getting moved, mm-hmm. I know who it would be. That's it. Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. He'll be right there. What a disaster. Uh, uh, uh. You'd have been better off keeping Harden. Yeah. And he didn't want to be here. No. you'd have been better off keeping Harden. Oh, what a disaster. You would have been better off keeping Harden. And Harden didn't want to be here because he was upset that Right. Everybody was hurt. He was going to right. play. Uh, this is too much work for me. I came here to have a nice, easy path to a championship. I didn't realize I was going to be doing all this heavy lifting. I would have stayed in Houston if I had to do all this. Right. Work. I had a good gig down there. Absolutely. Go to any club I wanted. Get right. in. Right. Yeah, I knew all the clubs. First name basis with everybody. That's it. Beard. 
Hey, what's up, Beard? Hey. Yeah. Even after, remember he was criticized out of the playoffs, where he was, at the club. Yeah. We're good. I'm good. I've, I've heard that uh, Ben Simmons is in street clothes so often that the advertiser for the Nets jersey has to, is actually requesting that it's on Ben Simmons' clothing, so at least they get some bang for the buck. Absolutely. Or at least on the floor. They could put right. it on the floor. Something. Something. He has to hold up a sign and he's sitting on the bench. Oh, he is. He is. Uh, he, we do see his. He, we do get a chance to see his wardrobe. Oh, yeah. Look. <laughs> his fit check, as the kids say. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's his fit check. There's no doubt about it. Dante's in Queens. Hey, Dante. Oh, Dante. Dante. Oh, Dante. All right, we have to get Dante together. Ooh, that's a, yeah, that's not good. That was. Yeah, I, 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 not good. Roscoe's in Brooklyn. What's up, Roscoe? So, uh, um, Spencer Dibwitty, right? Isn't, uh-huh. isn't this his last year with the Nets? He and, is a free and, agent. And he is a free agent, right? And uh-huh. he would be great acquisition off the bench for the Knicks if we can try to, like, see if Brooklyn can sign him and then release him or, like, you know, Maybe I, like I don't want to give up. I don't want to give up two round picks, first round picks for Spencer Dinwiddie, but that's not. what I think they're asking for, right? Aren't they asking for something like that? Uh, I don't know. I, I haven't have heard no this idea. mentioned. <laughs> to be if, honest, Roscoe. if they continue to ask for it, I can I can put Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons will have some company on players that are not getting moved. I don't yeah, think you know. I don't think you're getting. Uh, I mean, he's not. And I'll say this, um, Roscoe. Thanks for the phone call. Spencer Dinwiddie this season has not been the same Spencer Dinwiddie as the way he was when he was here before Gordon. Yeah, no, he was a better player back then. He was a much better player. He was more efficient. Mm -hmm. I mean, here's all you need to know about Spencer Dinwiddie right now. Gordon, they're they're playing Dennis Smith Jr. over him in some minutes. Right. I mean, that's that's not good. That's not an indictment. I don't know what is. It's not. I mean, he's, he's, he's uh, shooting 39% from the field, 32 from from three-point range. He's averaging 12 points I think Roscoe has called before floating. Does he know Spencer Dinwiddie? Maybe he does. He's a Knicks you know. fan, and he, he knows Spencer, and he wants Spencer to be on the Knicks. Uh, yeah, I don't I, see Spencer don't Dinwiddie see being a fit. No, I don't think so. I don't think that that's a Tibbs kind it. of player. No. No, I don't think so. Uh, let's try Dante again in All Queens. Right. Hey, Dante. hey guys, um, thanks for taking my call. You got it. What's happening? Um, I usually, you know, I I usually call in a chimer in about the Knicks, but I'm actually, um, I wanted to talk about Kyrie and the Ben Simmons situation real quickly. Mm-hmm. As far as with Kyrie, and I'm surprised nobody's mentioned this. Maybe they have. I think the issue with him after he won that championship with LeBron in Cleveland. He just became unmotivated and didn't care. I think hmm. his thought process is like, hey, I got one ring, you know, it's whatever. He's not going to admit to anybody or any team that, yeah, I don't really care whether we win or lose. I'm just going from, you know, just collecting contracts or whatever. Um and I think he needs to be with, like, a person who's an alpha because Durant really didn't do that. He mm-hmm. wasn't going to get on guys like, hey, you need to get it together, blah, blah, blah. Um, so far as Ben Simmons, like, the Nets owner, they, you might as well just buy this guy out because nobody's taking him in a trade. 
It's like if I'm the Nets owner, I'd be sick of looking at this guy. And I know you hate to pay people not to play, but at, at a certain point, it <laughs> is there really that much of a difference right now? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's played three games since New Year's. Paying them not to play anyway, Dante. Yeah, yeah. The phone call. Uh, at least he has he to is. show up, I guess, right? Yeah, um, at least. What a, what a disaster. That's oh, awful. Rod's in Bethlehem. What's up, Rod? Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for taking the call. I told you, Kyrie keeps doing these things about four hours. You know, I'm showing up to the building four hours early. Luke is looking at that. You couldn't do that two months ago or, you know, earlier. Luke is looking at this, guys. I'm telling you, he's going to become available at the end of the season. But I just want to give you guys a call up on this Mets point because I know Gordon's sitting here. And Larry? Yes. We're going to go through what Gordon's been going through because the analytics for the Mets – we're there, but we kind of didn't see it. We kind of didn't see the, like, the Yankee call to come in. Why is Aaron Judge not playing today? We're going to see that tenfold next year. Oh, you're right. David, yep. Stearns, David Stearns is more analytics than anybody. And as far as Pete Alonso playing 150, no, nope, no, nope, not anymore, 125, and he will be traded or he's gone. Because mm. they don't, these analytic guys, he's not a, Pete Alonso's stats don't match with these analytic guys. So, and it's this is the most underwhelming going into the season that I've ever felt going into a season. You're sitting here, Adavino resigns with us after he opts out, and then he doesn't find a deal anywhere and takes $2 million less to come back to us. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, nobody wanted him. Why are we taking – I'm telling you, David Stearns, the analytics – and maybe Gordon could come up with an algorithm for, to help these analytic nerds, okay? You have to have an analytic. Uh, you could, I'm fine with the analytics. You could use those. But you also have to have another machine that says, can this guy play in New York, okay? Yeah. Besides the fact, let me ask you this, Larry. How many, and this is just me, I've always seen former Mets go to the Yankees and do well, do mm-hmm. great do good mm-hmm. how on the other side i don't i can't remember a time where we got former yankees to come to the mets that they did well can you can you remember any uh, off the top of your head i'm trying to but i can't and we got severino and, and harrison beta former yankees yeah. sure they do well but mm-hmm. you know you're sure they do well it's all just, right rod you're you're <laughs> that's for the phone call you got more faith in them than i do <laughs> yeah If I were to bet, I would say that Bader will do better than Severino. Look, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But if I were to bet, I would say Bader will do better than Severino. But I think both of them, Gordon, if we are to believe their history, both of them are going to miss time during the season. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. Well, a Bader for sure. He's he's always hurt. He's always hurt. And uh, Severino... He wasn't hurt so much last year. It was just he was terrible. Yeah. So I don't know if he was tipping pitches. I, I don't know what he it says was. he was. Yeah. He so, says he was tipping pitches. But, I mean. <laughs> he was even bad for tipping pitches. Like yeah. He was so bad. It, it, like even guys knowing it was coming, it, it was, it was bad for that. Um, yeah. It was at one point he said he was the worst pitcher in baseball. And yeah. He you know, was sometimes know. oh he's just he's just being hard on himself. <laughs> no, he wasn't being hard on himself. He was terrible. Yeah. He would know. He would know. He would definitely know. There's no question about it. Uh, Sam's in, in the Bronx. What's up, Sam? 
Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for taking my call. I wanted to respond to, to Dante. He was saying that Kyrie didn't care after he won the chip. Uh, I actually disagree with that. I think Kyrie did care. I think that his ego just got ahead of him. Won a chip, and he thought he was LeBron's East. Because, you know, on nights they were both going for 40, both going mm-hmm. for 50. And I think that that evidence shows by the players he made moves with. Moving with KD, moving with um, Luka, wanting Harden and all those people around. I think he wanted to win a chip without LeBron to kind of justify not going back with Cleveland and leaving. I think he actually does care. He just wasn't able to achieve his goal. Mm-hmm. I hear what you're saying, Sam. Thanks for the phone call. Um the issue here is not so much about what happened. Okay, you want to win without LeBron. Okay, I get it. That's like Kobe wanting to win without Shaq. Okay, I understand that. But it's it's going to Boston, saying I'm going to be here, and then leaving. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's coming to the Nets and then leaving. It's it's him not able to – him getting the situations he wanted and then not staying around to see how it turns out. See, that's the issue where people would get the impression, okay, he doesn't really want to play or he's lost interest or whatever it is. Now, only he knows his real reasons. But that's what it looks like if you we put you in the position. Gordon, I'm bringing you here with Kevin Durant. Okay, it's 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 tantamount to saying you were with LeBron. Durant's one of the greatest players to ever play yeah. this game. Mm-hmm. Efficient, size-wise, great shot, defensive guy. Guy plays defense. And you're here with an opportunity. And then, Gordon, then we bring you James Harden, and you don't even have to handle the ball. Harden's like, I'll handle the ball. Now you don't even have to be a a point guard. You can be a shooting guard. You can do whatever you want, and it still doesn't work. That's why I think, Sam, people get the impression that, uh, you know, it's not good. Yeah, it definitely felt like he lost some desire. Like, he got his championship. Nobody can ever take that away from him. And when the going got tough in in certain situations, either in Boston or with the Nets, um, there was a little let go of the rope from Mm -hmm. Kyrie. Yep, no question about it. We'll continue the conversation next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Larry, hopefully your cold is gone by Friday so that you can come out and see the Michael K. Show live Ooh, on Friday at 3 p.m. at Platt Deutsch Park in Franklin Square, Long Island for a special oh. countdown to kickoff broadcast. You can get ready for the big game with live yeah. music from one of the tri-state area's best cover bands, The Mystic. We're bringing the big game experience right to you at Platt Deutsch Park. It's brought to you by Y Snack, Security Dodge, Resorts World, Catskills, Chili Willy, and Cool Carl's Ice, and Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey, and of course, the brand new Tullamore Dew Honey. Doesn't get any better than Tullamore Dew Honey, Gordon. No. Wednesday, February 7th, 2023. Hmm. Hi, Michael. So he was a year late. He's, yeah, he's still he going with 2023. Look, I, I'll be honest it with happens. you. It's a common it mistake. It is. It is. It still feels weird saying 2024. It does. 2024. Oh, believable. When I used to write checks, it would be a problem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank goodness now we have, you know, that, that Zell and this thing and that thing. And, and, stuff, and right. So, you, you just know, zap it to people the in right. the internets, the interwebs. Yeah, because they, they, they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. 
<laughs> so we don't have that problem. So, Gordon, I think we'll uh, come full circle where we started tonight after a nice win from the Rangers. But the thing is, their neighbors, their, uh, you know, roommates at the Garden, mm-hmm. these injuries are getting kind of scary, Gordon. They really are. And, um, you know, I'm very curious to see what's going to happen with this trade deadline <clears throat> tomorrow, what the Knicks are going to do. And will they be able to get the players they want? Now, Leon Rose and company are really betting against themselves, right? They've been their last couple of moves have been very good. You go back to the to the Brunson signing, you go mm-hmm. back to Hart at the mm-hmm. trade deadline last mm-hmm. year. Even let's let's just go back signing bringing in Hardenstein. Mm-hmm. Uh, last I Derek year. Rose that first year. That yeah. Derek Rose move was a great move. It was. It was. So I they've done tell. some they've some so you know, they they've come a long way from Kimber Walker and Evan Fournier. And you know what's funny about Leon Rose is that if I had told you Leon Rose and the Knicks in year – is this year three, year four? This, this is, is year four. Year, yeah. Right. In year four that they would be this successful with Leon Rose as the GM, you would think, oh, well, it's because Leon Rose has all these connections. Mm-hmm. And he was able to land this star and that star. That hasn't been the case. Has not. It's been through smart trades. Mm-hmm. And, and identifying players that will play better for the Knicks and have more value in their system than the system that they were currently in. Yep. So uh, he's, done a, he's done a really good job. It hasn't all been perfect, but it's no. been pretty darn good, and it's been a whole lot better than anything the Knicks have had in a very long time. So it's going to be fascinating to see how things kind of play out tomorrow. In a sense, there's a lot of pressure on them to keep up, to keep up what they have to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think... Gordon, I would say, and I know there's people like uh, Jose from Brooklyn mm-hmm. uh, who likes to remind us about it, but I think, wouldn't you say, for the most part, the Donovan Mitchell conversation has been very quiet of late. You're not hearing yeah. it. You're not hearing it. No, All you're right? not hearing that. And, and look, Cleveland, why would Cleveland be in the yeah, – I they're mean, gonna, they're, no. they're ahead of the Knicks. Yeah, absolutely. They're up at two right now. Yeah, they're ahead of the Knicks. And, mm-hmm. you know, really – dealt with way, a bunch of injuries themselves early on. Exactly. Exactly. And the team has played. Listen, the Knicks have played well. So, you know, you love the way they had you. The thing for me is I just love the way the team is playing along with each other. And, and you just love that. And their bench, the other, and let's not, Gordon, while we're extolling the virtues of Leon Rose and company, Dante DiVincenzo has been a godsend for them, especially with the without OG and without Randall getting some some good defense and some scoring. I mean, moving him into the starting rotation. So, uh, it's it, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Hopefully, they can do what we expect and and not give up too much. See, that's the thing you always want. What will it take to get what you want? You got to pay something, but how can you get pay? How can you pay the least amount and get the most value? Yeah, well, look, I think that of the trades that you're talking about, uh, the Knicks have not really given up anything that has come back to bite them. Mm-mm. Nope. So they've done a very good. I mean, that's a that's a big part of it too, right? Like even yeah. even the uh, the Obi Toppin move, which mm-hmm. when they made that move, oh, you got two second round picks. That's all you were able to get for Obi Toppin. Yeah. Even that move really hasn't come back to. But it's not like Obi is 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 lit the world on fire or anything it's like not. that. So, nope. um, and now you'd have to be honest with the the Philadelphia situation and Philly losing again tonight to Golden State, uh, mm-hmm. getting hammered there at home. No one yeah. beat anytime soon. It kind of feels like I don't want to get ahead of myself, but it kind of feels like there's been a separation between the top four in the East 
and everybody else. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't seem like unless the Sixers are able to do something and get things turned around here quickly, it feels like they're heading in the wrong direction. Yeah. Yeah. What are they going to do at the trade deadline? <laughs> anything? Do they not do anything? You know, what can they do? It Who really can they move? Kind of, they have to have some real inside insight into uh, what when is Embiid coming back? What is he mm-hmm. going to be at when he comes back? Because yeah. If he's not coming back, they're better off being sellers at this point. I agree. I mean, obviously, but I know you want Tobias Harris to go. I mean, other than right. Tobias Harris. What would, uh, what but, what, but what would Buddha do? If Tobias Harris was traded tomorrow, what would Buddha do? Celebrate with Jack. No, he, he would have so much free. He, would, he wouldn't have an identity anymore, Larry. It he, would be a piece, of, a piece of his soul has been chipped away. He would have, <laughs> No, he would. <laughs> <laughs> we he would welcome us to his world a little bit better. His world would be a little better. Yeah, I don't know. It's I think he, I think damn time. He, he would he would be <laughs> he, would he would miss say. he would miss he he doesn't think so he would miss being able to complain about Tobias Harris. What play that again? That's just what he would say. It's about damn time. <laughs> That's what he would say. Perfect. That's what he would say. It's not even the question. He'd be celebrating. Even Mrs. Buddha would be happy. She'd be like, "Thank God, now he's happy." Who with that attitude? He's so much quieter. Around he the would. House. He would find somebody else. He'd have yeah, to he find. Would. It'd be too big a hole to. to... <laughs> He'd have to. Robert Sala would be uh, taking uh, some shrapnel there. Oh, he's got. Aaron Rodgers anyway. would be taking some. Joe Douglas would be oh, taking some shrapnel the, the, there. The, the, the Jets will be. There'd yeah. be, be holes oh, in, yeah. in the in the wall for the franchise. Yeah, no question. He'd just be wearing no them question. out. Just be wearing them out. So, uh, you know, and the other thing, Gordon, I'm interested in seeing, is Milwaukee going to make a move? What are they going to do? Will Doc Rivers be able to win two games? <laughs> that is a mess. Uh, but I'm, I'm leery, though, because you know they, they, they'll get things straightened out when they need to. Yeah, yeah. And then the story, well, you know, when they made the move, it looked terrible, but now here they now are look in the at NBA it. Finals, right? Well, listen, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be on it from the Michael K. show on. Obviously, Barton Hahn will warm you up, but the trade deadline at three, Michael, uh, Don, and Peter will get you revved up, and we'll join you after the Nick game tomorrow, and we'll have all the analysis of that as well. So, Gordon, have a good day at the Sports Desk in the morning. I'll see you tomorrow night. Sounds good. That wraps up this edition of ESPN New York tonight. We thank you for joining us. Harvey, Julian, thank you very much. The conversation continues right here on 98.7 ESPN New York. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.